In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's really, really good to be back at St. Francis. Um, you'd be amazed how often I think of this place, and that means how often I think of you and the staff and the music and all manner of things. I think of the exceptional clergy who serve here, Stuart and Bob and David, and by the way, uh, Father David is celebrating his 34th anniversary to the priesthood. 34 years. Congratulations. Indeed, Stuart, Bob, and David are, are three of the best clergy I know, and I mean that very sincerely. Uh, totally devoted, faithful committed to what they're doing. Um, each of them is living out a calling, not just a job. And I think, I think of the staff, uh, the dedicated, incredible staff of this parish, uh, Allison and Jerry and Ellen and Amy and Arlene and Catherine and Lynn and Cindy, uh, Juan Pablo, Juan Carlos, I think of the exceptional music in Rick Keith um, and all of you. If you wander around the hill country and you go to little bitty churches and you hear the music, you'd come scooting back here so fast. <laughs> uh, the music here is extraordinary and exceptional. And... Um, I think of that often. Um, I often think, and maybe this is the most important of all, you, the congregation who make up this fabulous parish. Um, in the catechism, it says that um, you are the ministers of the church. And you are indeed the, the foundation uh, that makes St. Francis such a strong, wonderful, devoted parish. I think of those who are present still and those who have gone before. So uh, it might be something of a stretch, but um, that's kind of like a trinity. The clergy and staff, Rick and the musicians and the choir, and all of you. That's it. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah, you, by, the, by, the, by the time I finish, you might be applauding. Uh, um, somebody asked earlier, what, what are you preaching about? And I said, oh gosh, it's, just, it's kind of a hodgepodge. Um, uh, and I think the problem, of course, is is that uh, you know coming back, uh, I'm filled with so much joy and and so many memories that it's, it's just hard to, to hone in on any particular thing. I, I, I've been debating all morning, and I'm going to tell the story since he's not here. 
That's the, that's the risk that Father Bates runs. Um, I think that Father Bates kind of thinks that I'm at times a little irreverent or something. I don't, how could he think such a thing? Um, for those of you who don't know, back when I was coming here, I, I came for about four and a half years, and we lived in Fredericksburg, and I'd get up about, uh, well, I'd leave about five, and get here about 8.30, quarter to nine, on those Wednesday mornings, and I think you've changed the day, but in those days, the staff meeting was on Wednesday, so I'd get here about 15 or 20 minutes before the staff meeting, and you can imagine getting off I-10 and coming into a staff meeting. Um, anyway, but everybody had a, sort of a pecking order, and, and I spoke last. And on this one particular occasion, uh, Stuart never, ever knew what I was going to say. And uh, it came my turn, and I said, Father Bates, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but I've gotten another job. What? I said, well, well no, no, it's, it's very, very much part-time. Uh, I'm the unofficial volunteer chaplain at Bucky's in Bastrop. Uh, Bucky's in Bastrop is an hour, I mean, I'm sorry, yep, yeah. no, no, 105 miles from our home in Fredericksburg to Bucky's in Bastrop. And on that particular, I always get on the highway with my collar on. Do you do that? Of course. I mean, it's the only, it's the only perk we get. Uh, it's 105 miles to get to Bucky's, and of course, I would need to stop. And I, I was walking up to the door one day, and this man, nicely dressed, and he said, Father, I said, yes, and he said, uh, do you have a minute? Well, I don't know, but when, if you're a member of the clergy, uh, you think, oh gosh, what's coming now? He said, I, I really need you to pray with me. I said, right here, you know, people coming in and out in the front door. He said, yeah, so we did. And uh, he could not have been um, more gracious uh, as a matter of fact, he, he said, what, what, what are you here for? I said, well, I've got a bottle of water. So he paid for my bottle of water. But anyway, so, so I got here and I said, so I'm, uh, Father Bates, I'm now the uh, uh, part-time volunteer chaplain at Bucky's and Bastrop. So that's been a, that's been a running joke. Um, anytime he's gone to Austin to see his daughters or whatever, he'll always call when he's going through Bucky, a vast drop and stops at Bucky's and he said, well, nobody's ever asked me to pray. I said, well, I can't help it. Um, anyway, um, since, since leaving here, I've, I've um, been the interim uh, uh, in Kerrville, at St. Peter's in Kerrville for about a year, uh, the interim at St. Christopher's in Bandera uh, for about nine or ten months, and then the interim, and it's just concluded, uh, the interim at St. Thomas in San Antonio. And, um, and Stuart was aware that that assignment had ended in May, and that's what allowed him to call and see if I could come these two weeks, and uh, I was delighted to do so. But I've come to know the Hill Country pretty well. Uh, wandering all over the hill country. As a matter of fact, some of you might remember, about a year before I left here, I bought a new Volkswagen Passat, and I loved that little car. And um, I hate to tell you, but about two months ago, it died. Uh, that car died 210,000 miles. Um, so it had a right to uh, pass on. Um, 
On Christmas Eve, we obviously, we talk about the birth of Christ. And on Easter, we talk about the resurrection. And on Pentecost, last Sunday, we talk about the Holy Spirit. And you can't defy the logic. The logic is inescapable. On Trinity Sunday, uh, we talk about, think about the Trinity. Trinity Sunday is devoted to the central doctrine of the Christian faith. That's, that's kind of the easiest way to say it. It's, it is the central doctrine of our faith. It's kind of the glue, if you will, that, that holds our faith together. Um, as a matter of fact, over the years, centuries ago, uh, the feast of the Trinity became so important that until just recently, some of you will recall, uh, Anglicans, Episcopalians used to number, number these long uh, Sundays, these long, and these long summer months as the Sundays after Trinity. Uh, that changed to the Sundays in Pentecost a, a few years ago, but uh, the Trinity is, is that important. New math. You might quiver, but new math in Christianity, one plus one plus one equals one. One God. And so in the creed that we will soon recite, which we say Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, we affirm our belief in the Trinity, in one God, and then we go on to talk about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I think once upon a time when I was here, uh, you might or might not remember, but I quoted um, uh, Barbara Brown Taylor. Uh, from time to time, I would quote Barbara Brown Taylor. She is an exceptional uh, speaker and writer. And, um, well, I just happened to notice in the paper yesterday that the three musketeers are playing at the Alley Theater. Anybody seen that production? Whoa, must be really popular. Uh, <laughs> and now nobody's gone to see it. Uh, anyway... Uh, the Three Musketeers, and, and Barbara Brown Taylor says that uh, one Trinity Sunday, uh, she went up to the pulpit, and there was a Three Musketeers bar sitting on the pulpit with a little note that said, all for one, and one for three, blessed Trinity. Uh, I don't know if she ate the Three Musketeers bar or not. If, if the idea of God, if the concept of God as both three and one seems far-fetched and incomprehensible, I'm going to suggest that you do something someday when you have a few minutes. Uh, Privately, just go into your bathroom and stand there or sit on a little stool and look at your face in the mirror. 
really look at your face in the mirror. There is the interior life that's known only to yourself, the interior life that's known only to yourself and those you choose to communicate it to would be likened to the Father. Then there's the, the visible face which in some measure reflects the inner life and that would be likened to the Son. And then there is that invisible power you have that enables you to bring that interior life out in such a way that others do not merely know about it, but they know about it in the sense of its becoming part of who they are. And that would be like unto the Holy Spirit. But, all the while, there's no doubt about it. What you are looking at in the mirror is very clearly the one and only you. I've been out of work for about three weeks. And Jane is beginning to threaten to call the bishop. <laughs> bishop, would you please find something for him to do? But it has been a wonderful time in uh, catching up with, um, with Jane. And Jane, by the way, will be here next Sunday uh, for whatever that's worth. She will be here next Sunday. Just a variety of things kept her from not being able to be here today. But um, she will be here next Sunday. Um, I shared this with her, and, and she said, oh, I, I don't know about that. It's a, it's a little abstract. And um, I, I didn't say it at 8 o'clock, but I did say it at 9 o'clock. And several people came up and said that was the best part of the sermon. <laughs> so uh, I think I'll, I better share it and uh, uh, let you make up your own mind. It, it is a little abstract. It, it, it comes from... Um, an early church father, you know, sort of one of the desert fathers back in the third, fourth, fifth centuries, uh, kind of the monastics. And um, um, the author of this piece is unknown, but it goes like this. Source, river, overflow, O blessed trinity, Existence, life, knowledge, O blessed Trinity, seed, tree, fruit, O blessed Trinity, free us, save us, justify us. O blessed Trinity. Amen. <laughs>